Hello there, everyone. Ever since the presidential primaries, the progressive wing of the Democratic Party has focused intently on forgiving student loan debt as a way of stimulating the economy. More recently, Representative Pramila Jayapal, the chair of the Congressional Progressive Caucus, has put a definitive number on how much student debt Democrats want canceled, floating $50,000 of student loan forgiveness as the goal. I want to take a look at how the idea of canceling student debt has evolved over the past few years, and also whether or not the president actually has the authority to do it himself without going through Congress, as some Democrats have suggested. So first, let's listen to what Representative Jayapal has to say about this. We want at least $50,000 canceled. We believe, again, this is $1.7 trillion of student debt. And if you cancel that debt, you give a lifeline to millions of people across this country. So let's work on it together. Obviously, if, if Congress could do it, that's great. But we believe that the president has the authority to do it. And we've been in conversation with the White House about it. And we urge President Biden to use every tool in his toolbox and get relief to people at this critical time. Now, Jayapal claims that the president could, without any input from Congress, cancel nearly $1.7 trillion of student debt, saying that it would help millions of Americans who are struggling with payments. Now, before I get into whether the president actually has the authority to cancel all student debt with the stroke of a pen, I just want to talk a little bit about how we got here in the first place, since student debt cancellation started as a fringe progressive idea and is now being tweeted about by the Senate Majority Leader. So recent efforts on student debt cancellation really began when Elizabeth Warren floated the idea in 2019 during the early stages of her presidential campaign. Warren enjoyed particular support from younger voters due to her progressive stances on many issues, and while it's hard to say whether her base supported her because she advocated student debt cancellation, or if she advocated it to try to appeal to younger voters, is hard to say, but the idea really propelled her to being the early frontrunner in the Democratic primaries. And actually, the $50,000 figure for student debt cancellation that Representative Jayapal proposes here comes directly from Senator Warren's original platform as a candidate. When Senator Bernie Sanders became another Democratic frontrunner in the primaries, he actually went a step further, proposing that all student debt be canceled without any limit. And as Sanders and Warren became the main presidential contenders, this idea of student debt cancellation began to work its way from a fringe progressive fantasy to a mainstream Democratic Party policy goal since the other Democratic candidates came out in support of this idea to try to steal voters away from Sanders and Warren. But it wasn't really until October 2019 when Wayne Johnson, who was Donald Trump's student loan chief overseeing student debts, came out in favor of the idea of debt cancellation for more than 44 million student loan borrowers that the idea really gained mainstream attraction. Especially since Johnson, who's a lifelong Republican, announced his support for this idea very publicly right after he resigned from the Trump administration. This was basically the first real Republican support for this idea, and it had the practical effect of transforming student debt cancellation from a Democratic Party initiative into an issue being talked about in the mainstream of both parties. And this was and still is a complicated issue for Republicans because it's a measure that divides the party's own supporters. Younger Republicans support student debt cancellation in large numbers, whereas more fiscally conservative and generally older segments of the Republican Party view student debt cancellation as a fiscally irresponsible usage of taxpayer money and also even an overreach by the federal government. That said, there isn't nearly enough Republican support in the Senate to actually pass any legislation that would cancel student debts. At least, not unless there's an overhaul of the filibuster rule, which you can learn more about in my other episodes specifically on this topic. But that's why Democrats have begun proposing for Joe Biden simply to do it on his own, saying that he has the authority to do it under existing legislation. Now, first of all, it's important to note that Biden is on the record as saying he doesn't actually support $50,000 in student debt relief. Instead, he's talked about capping the canceled debt at up to $10,000 per person, but perhaps less than that. 
But aside from that, does the president actually have the authority to cancel student debts on the scale proposed by Democrats? Well, there is some precedent here actually from the Trump administration. In 2019, Trump used something called a presidential memorandum to completely discharge the student loan debts of all permanently disabled veterans. However, Trump didn't just cancel those debts out of nowhere. There was already an existing federal program to cancel those debts anyway. All Trump really did was cut out the red tape of making them actually apply through the program directly. Because you see, an executive order requires that the president cite the specific constitutional or legal authority that he's using to issue the order, whereas a memorandum doesn't have that requirement. A presidential memorandum is also one of the lowest levels of authority that a president can use to enact something since federal law gives priority to executive orders and presidential proclamations over memoranda. So the point is, it's not clear that Trump's lawyers actually identified a specific federal law or constitutional mandate for canceling student loan debt when he canceled it for the permanently disabled veterans in 2019. Importantly though, there are a few things we can say definitively about presidential authority when it comes to student loan cancellation. The first is that the president definitively doesn't have authority to cancel private student loan debt. There is simply no law or mechanism that exists for the president to do that. Not to mention, it would have complicated economic implications since many of those debts are owed to U.S. financial institutions. When it comes to federal student loans, however, the Higher Education Act actually does specifically give the Secretary of Education the authority to, quote, enforce, pay, compromise, or waive student loans as well as to release a borrower from their obligations. But the act is explicit that this authority applies only to federal student loans. So even if the Biden administration used it to cancel student debts owed to the federal government, it couldn't necessarily do much to help those who borrowed from private sources. There is one other method that proponents of student loan debt cancellation have proposed as well, which is to reform bankruptcy laws. You see, student loan debt is specifically excluded in most cases from being discharged in bankruptcy. Presumably the thinking behind this is that since a student loan is not really guaranteed by anything, unlike say a mortgage which is backed by a house that a bank can take if someone defaults on their payments, lenders wouldn't want to loan students money for their education if those students could simply declare bankruptcy in order never to pay them back. So instead of canceling student debt, Congress could try to pass a bankruptcy reform law that would allow students to get rid of their student debt in bankruptcy, which may be much easier to get through Congress than an outright elimination of student debt directly. That said, it would likely be bad for the economy if large numbers of young Americans suddenly declare bankruptcy and have horrible credit during the exact years of their life when they'd normally be expected to borrow money to make large purchases such as houses and cars. And there you have it. Thanks for tuning in, and if you have any comments, please feel free to share them. I'm happy to answer any follow-up questions or reply to any opinions you may have. And as always, if you got something out of this today, please hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any of my future commentary. Have a nice day, and see you next time.